0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi and welcome along to the Left On Red podcast. I'm joined again by Raf after a very disappointing semi-final defeat to Liverpool at the Emirates. After we put ourselves in such a good position in the first leg, hope you enjoy. So in this episode, we're going to talk about both games. We're going to, it's going to be an episode that covers both legs as if it was one 180-minute mat, one match. We're going to try and make it slightly different because we didn't manage to get the first leg to. If I'm being honest, because we planned for this so that me and Lowell would record after the Spurs game on Sunday, which obviously got postponed, we'll chat about that in a bit. But welcome back to the podcast again, Raf. He's essentially a third member now of the team. Fantastic. He's doing, he's doing wonders for us. I am. So, let's crack into it. So, what did you make? Let's go. Let's dive our memories back into Anfield mm. and the first leg, where you know, I would have I would have taken coming into the Emirates with a, a one goal disadvantage. To be honest, all Let day alone,
1: all day long, especially given our team how depleted it was. I know that they didn't have their. Um, they argued with their best players Mane and Salah um, And that did really Deplete them uh, Made them a lot more blunt up front But all the same They've got such a good team they Had their whole defence Almost the whole midfield out. Well
0: essentially Apart from Mane and Salah, exactly. Salah missing it was, exactly. it, was, it was their first 11 You, know, you could argue Thiago or Cater Might be in there instead of Milner Or, or Jones mm. In both legs But I mean, it was a really strong Liverpool Liverpool team. Van Dijk and, and Matip at the yeah. back with both fullbacks playing. Then rest fullbacks, which yeah. I was surprised about. So, this is the first time mm. I've really seen Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool go for a a, a Carabao Cup game with their full strength squad, which yeah. I think A says something about the respects towards us wanting to beat us in a cup game, and B speaks volumes about how they know that that it may be the only trophy they win this season. So yeah, they, they, right, I
1: think it will be. I think they're, what, nine points behind City now? Yeah. Uh, something like that. And they uh, they have a good history in this competition and obviously Klopp wants to... He's won now the, the Champions League and the Premier League. He wants to add one to his cabinet. And he hasn't had a domestic cup exactly. yet. Exactly. So that,
0: this would be his first
1: year and obviously we
0: hope that they do go on to win it even though they've knocked us out because I'd rather them than Chelsea. Of course. But the first leg at Anfield away, we were not really in the game, to be honest. And then yeah. it looked like it was going to get even more bleak when Jack had decided to turn
1: into the karate yeah. kid and chop Jota I mean, in the chest. How many times have we been to Anfield? and I mean, you kind of know from the off that it's going to be one of those games. How many five-ones have there been? Four nils. I really thought it was going to be, like, even before the red card, they, were, they, they didn't have any massive chances, but they were controlling the ball and you just kind of thought it was a matter of time and yeah. after Jack decided to as you say karate chop shot rather than get the ball I almost wanted to turn it off I was just like there is literally no point I was sick no because, because
0: no matter what you think about Xhaka as a player he's positional plays good he's good aggressive defence midfielder you know he's got lovely passing range or whatever your opinion is, you know he's going to let you down mm. in isolated instances that have nothing to do with his yeah. football ability. It's all to do with his mental ability to to make right
1: individual choices yeah. and not be rash. In, I think in, there's something about quality there as well, though, because he he's not a brilliant tackler of the ball. He kind of goes for hit and miss kind of. He's, he's puts rash, leg out. isn't he? So sometimes he he sticks a leg out and it and, and he wins it and it's great. Like and, and he can put us on the on the front foot, but more often than not, I think after his first red card, I think it was against Hull. No, it wasn't. It was against Swansea. Barrow three was down the right. Ozil scored yeah, yeah, yeah. that volley, top in. It was Absolutely. Ozil's birthday that day. Was it fantastic? Well, our memories unbelievable. Unreal. And Wenger just said, Xhaka should not be tackling. He's not got. He's not, not he's got, not got, got the skill got the level for it." And that coupled with his rash and nature. And here we are,
0: what six years later, and we're saying exactly the same thing. It's getting boring. It's got
1: to. It's got to stop. Yeah. I, can't I mean, wait the, and the, the, thing the thing is, is it's, 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 not it's got nothing to do with his. He's. He's tracked Jota the whole way down. Yeah, first in the the first place, Jota shouldn't have that much space. It shouldn't be that easy. But he's tracked him the whole way, and he's done. He's almost done the hard bit, and and such an unnecessary, unnecessary tackle because. Well, I mean, some people are arguing the fact that he's been tracked all the way back for somebody else, like Gabriel or
0: Ben White, should have been tracking him. Yeah, and he's tracked their man. Some people are arguing that that kind of makes up for the fact that, you know, he had his eye on the ball, all of this stuff. But I'd argue the fact that you've tracked your man all the way means that you've seen the ball the whole way whilst you're tracking him and you have a better understanding of how to assess the situation. So you've tracked him. You know you should be letting the ball come down and then trying to block a shot or show him down the line so that he can't get a good angle on the shot. But he's so rash, he doesn't think these things through. He's just gone full steam, tracked him, which is
1: excellent, yeah. and then ruined all that hard work by... You know, craziness. Time almost stood still. I was, I, I just kind of stopped him, and I was like, "Has, has he really done? Yeah. I can't quite has believe that, he's done that. Is like, That really actually, That must be a diver or something. my eyes are yeah. deceiving me. But because his leg was fucking um, at his neck. Yeah, it was, it was, it was ridiculous. Magic. I didn't know he had that athleticism yeah. about him. Yeah, um, yeah, neither did to
0: die. But here we are, and when it comes to getting sent off, though, he can achieve. It, yeah, it, exactly, absolutely. So, and then afterwards, it was an unbelievable defensive performance. We'll get into the tactics in a minute, but Mikel got tactics they were genius, His tactics i would never in a million years have guessed he did what he he, he did in in the remaining yeah. uh period of that match to to control the sort of the low block and then counter i thought it was outstanding and using um, players that had never played in every, so everything
1: the was against us with uh cedric had come off after a couple minutes yeah uh, we had the depleted depleted team already and men down to 10 men um, as I said I wanted to turn it off I had no hope I really and
0: actually uh, both both 90 minutes home and away were really boring flat games to football yeah. I'm being honest neither team I mean Arsenal were exceptional in the sense we were down to 10 men and we pl- and we played a game that, as Mikel said in his post-match interview which summed it up we played a game that wasn't our game but we played it exceptionally well absolutely brotherhood and, and all whatnot. not I, th- I think um, we should get into the tactics now for the first leg so before the sending off before that crazy decision from Xhaka to chop Jota down we played in a 4-4-2 with Lacazette as the right striker so that sometimes and Eddie is the left striker so that sometimes he could drop into the right half space slash number 10 area and then either Xhaka or Martinelli would take the left half space when it was Martinelli and he would go to the wing when it was Xhaka Martinelli would hold the width and then yeah that, that was the idea didn't really have much time to, to assess it or see it in action A because we had 11 men for not too long and B because Liverpool had more of the ball in that period and then when we went down to 10 men Mikel did this I mean he changed it as you said Cedric came off for Chambers before we went down to 10 men Eddie then came off and we put on Rob Holding went into a back five with Tierney left wing back Chambers right wing back Gabrielle White and Holding as three centre halves and then what we did was we played a 5-3-1 where Laconga was a 6 with Saka as a right 8 and Martinelli as a left 8 and Lacazette as, a, as the striker, I say so it was a 5-3-1. At points it was almost just like a 5-4, f- like 5-4-0, like 5-4-diamond because Lacazette would come so yeah. deep. And Marcelli and Saka, I was just so impressed that I had the idea to utilise them in this sense. It, we played in a deep block. And Saka and Marcinelli were never asked as number eights to pick up and get the ball through the lines and, and connect play because, you know, it was bats against the walls. So he, Arteta knew he could afford playing in these positions because they wouldn't have to get on the ball in the tight areas in midfield. But he knew that he could trust them to work their socks off and be in the right zones that he wanted them to be in. So covering the inside spaces. So what that meant was when we got the ball and we countered, Saka and Marcinelli then went and joined Lacazette as wingers and the left wing back and the right wing back went and join them. So you had a front five, and it. it would be Tierney, Martinelli, Lacazette, Saka, Chambers. So you had that front five, and then it's a bit of a risk, because it's just then Laconga in the midfield on his own, mm. and then you have the three centre-backs. Yeah. So it was like a hub of three centre-backs and Laconga. And actually, at times, we did manage to move really the ball long, and then pin them in. And then you saw that, where Saka and Martinelli
1: were becoming wingers again,
0: yeah. or inside forwards again. I just thought it was genius. Um, we had
1: a couple of chances. It was a lot like the City game, actually, where we were down to 10 men, and obviously against arguably the two best teams in Europe who are going to kind of sit back a bit, but we still managed to get shots yeah. off the board. We were, we were going forward, but I did think, as you were saying with Lokonga and that six, sometimes as we made a five coming forward, that was when we looked our most most vulnerable. Yes. Which is, which yeah. is inevitable I mean, with course. 10 men.
0: And I was, I was saying to my dad actually at the time, I remember I was saying, you know, this is okay now, but if this, this is where if they had Salah and Mane yeah. on the counter with all of that space yeah, in transition, that we kind of allowed them by force
1: they would have killed us if, if they yeah. had those two. I mean, it's one in, ping from, yeah. from Trent, uh, or Dijk. Trent or Van Dyke. Trent or Van Dyke, or even Robertson's not got a bad ping on him. Yeah. Um. And they were through. And with Salah and Mane's potency, we're finished.
0: Yeah, ex- exactly. But we got away with it. And I was so impressed that Mikel managed to, on the spot, away at Anfield against Europe's maybe second best team, yeah. arguably, come up with something with such a depleted squad. Mm. To, to fight and we did and we sat in a low block and Liverpool couldn't get through us. They couldn't. Have... Now on the other hand they weren't particularly very good or creative which we know Liverpool have a slight problem with when they can't play in transitions very yeah. often and they have to um play short and tidy clever little passes to break down a defence. Who are purely sitting,
1: and maybe if they had Thiago in as well,
0: yeah, um, that would have been that would have helped. out six, really would have helped. Well, I think having Henderson but, and Milner and Fabinho in in midfield didn't
1: help. And I thought actually when they brought Jones on, it was better. Definitely, I, mean, I think they were just trying to overrun us in that midfield, knowing that we didn't have Party, yeah, and that Lokonga was always going to be um, isolated. Yeah, so they could. Uh, they got really good runners a- in there, and then when we went down to ten men,
0: they really didn't need to have had to have done exactly. that. And therefore, they changed it. And they looked a bit better, but it didn't really change too much. So Liverpool played their standard 4-3-3, fairly standard Liverpool tactics. It's quite similar structurally to City, but they do things with different patterns. Um, We've seen a lot of triangular wide rotation with Liverpool this season, where the right back or the full back, the winger and the number eight on that side rotate. So any one of them can be in any one of their zones. And um, that's really normal for the right side because they like to bring Trent inside the pitch so much. Yeah. But we saw it a little bit more on the left side when Jones came on, as he's really comfortable playing as an inside number eight, but he's also comfortable playing as a left winger. Yeah. So we saw that when um, Jota would come in, or Minamino would come in and play left forward, and he'd run round them and play left wing, and Robinson yeah. would come in the field, and that rotation was more prominent when Jones came on, and I thought that's when they started to look a bit more creative without really posing too yeah. much threat. Even
1: so, they didn't really have a clear-cut chance until Minamino's um, and all that did was provide an unreal photo of Ben White just which is backfired off. slightly because you the <laughs> then and now you know you got a then and now but that, that's, <laughs> that's for
0: later as well Yeah, that's it's always going to happen in football I don't blame Ben White for having a bit of banter at no, the end of, of the game offer an exceptional performance from so Ben good. White, by the way so so good I mean him Gabrielle Gabriel I thought Saka and Martinelli and Lacazette; those three were outstanding. They mm. pressed the ball, they chased down, especially Lacazette chased down so many passing lanes from yeah. Fabinho And either, even even when half. when you
1: have so little of the ball and you, and you kind of Lacazette's almost receiving it, he's the highest up the pitch to any of Arsenal players, and he's literally just outside the box. His touch needs to be uh, immaculate. immaculate, so we can find any spaces for Saka and Martinez to go, yeah. down, go down the wings. He
0: was getting the ball, for Fabinho, rolling him exactly. and then playing it. There was one point where he ran down the wing, no one to pass to because, you know, we weren't really looking to play football yeah. and then just passed it all the way back to, to Tierney, who's hoofed it. Yeah. and I so That's <laughs> <a>
1: Classic, <laughs> classic
0: Tierney. Tierney, who we're going to get into again in, in the home leg, yeah. guys, because I was not impressed with him. Mm. Anyhow, so that leaves us with an unbelievable warrior-like nil-nil draw, which makes it an open second leg because
1: there were no away goals this year. Yeah. Heading into the Emirates, and I was feeling, feeling quite optimistic. Uh, we're almost the, um, they're almost the underdogs in that game. Yeah, you'd never yeah. think Liverpool. Um, well, if we hadn't had
0: our, our COVID slash injury slash Afghan outbreak, which prevented us from postponing the Spurs game, which we're going to do a section next in between mm. this match and the second leg. Yeah, in this podcast, if that hadn't happened, then I would have agreed that we were the favourites. But because that did happen, I think, I think I heard a stat where for last night's game for the second leg. Only four of our starting 11 had trained more than once last week, which is
1: just crazy. So you can't get that consistency, can you? Mm, It's really tricky, but really good first performance. Uh, Sharing about the second one, we'll get into that later. So obviously, a lot has happened since the last podcast. We've had a game postponed, we've had two legs of football. Um, What do we think about the postponement, Harry?
0: Well, I think we were within our right, we were in the within the Premier League rules. However, to provide some balance, I can understand why some fans, other fan bases were frustrated because you can argue, whose fault is it that Xhaka got sent off? Xhaka's, who does he belong to? Arsenal. Whose fault is it that, mate, the was loaned out when we were thin in midfield? Arsenal's. So, I mean, it's nobody's fault that Odegaard got COVID and that Smith-Rowe got injured. I th- I th- but I think, I can understand why very... Mathematically people are going You've had two or three COVID cases it's
1: not it, I think if you look at all, every different How many, how many games to be spun If you look at it with the eye That people do Looking at the Arsenal games As they really want to just Hammer on for some reason yeah. Then I think you can find Those kind of discrepancies In any of kind of game Of course you can This is why I'm saying I can only I can understand why And I think I'm every, saying, I don't every agree single it. team Has done exactly the same thing And I think it's more of a problem With the rules in the Premier League Than Arsenal Take, Take it up with the Premier League Take it up with the Premier And do you know what Take it up with the Premier League Who decides the rules It's the 20 teams in the Premier League Yeah and, yeah, and they're it's getting so true. To it. It's ridiculous. So it's just completely So like They've made these rules and they've, you could say, abused these rules yeah. and use them to their an advantage. As soon and then as then Arsenal, when do Arsenal do it, do it so like it's a bit off. Yeah,
0: guys, it's a bit of a piss take, to be honest. I mean, it's so ridiculous how circular it is and you make the rules and then you complain when somebody else abuses them. No, I totally agree. And I was just going to say that our injuries, I mean, how can we field a team if we only have 12 or 13 first team players? And I think people weren't realising that Tierney picked up an injury in the first mm. leg at Anfield. Saka picked Saka up an injury. Saka had a knock. Odegaard, Smith were both out and, and Xhaka got
1: a, re- a red card. Yeah, I mean, with so, so, even, even when you look at the likes of... I mean, you're hearing stories about Aubameyang with his heart inflammation. You, you don't know how these players with COVID have been affected. Just because yeah. they've done their quarantine period doesn't mean they're right up to it I mean, um, and, and able Sp- to play. And for the Spurs game, so we had Xhaka, Smith Smithrow,
0: Odegaard, Tierney, Saka, that's five... Cedric at right back injured. Tommy Esso at
1: right back injured. Um, there were even reports that without Afcon, we'd still trouble. Uh, would still find trouble finding yeah, I mean, thirteen uh, fit players.
0: And you can't, you can't then just say, "Why well, not use your academy players?" Our squad, our academy, essentially, but exactly.
1: No other team in the Premier we, League can well, that. How, how many academy players. Are we playing every
0: every week. It's exactly, ridiculous. it's such a stupid argument. And I think that, to be honest, when clubs are suggesting that we've tried to abuse the rules. I think it's outrageous because at the beginning of the season we were, you know, t- told that we were naive for playing the first three games, but we wanted to stick to our principles of if we can be able to compete and field a team
1: that's, you know, got enough players on the bench and of first team status, then we will do it. And I think it's sad because part of the reason why I think lots of pundits, and teams and uh, and fans have of course, ups, uproars because of Arsenal's reputation of having just like a bit soft, like not not willing to go the yes, extra mile, yeah. um, and all that. And so they think, oh, it's typical Arsenal. They they don't want to play. They don't want to play against Tottenham. They're soft. They're not soft. They're not up soft. for it. And I think that's really unfair, given the fact that we've just drawn nil nil and You the know How many games have Spur- they got the knocked wall. out of Europe. Exactly, they, well, they got that, knocked that out. Mickey Mouse third-rate cup in Europe that we couldn't qualify for. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I was a lot of
0: Arsenal fans. Yeah, what the fuck is that? We, yeah, like, yeah, we didn't yeah, quite we didn't make quite the, get the cup, there, did we? we? Didn't cut the mustard for that one, actually. I'm glad we didn't though. Yeah, me too. How many games did they have to postpone for them to write a fucking letter and say it's ridiculous? I was so surprised. You know, how dare you? It's down to the Premier League and the FA to accept or not. Don't you get yourself up in somebody else's business. You exactly. know, stick to yourself and worry about your own shitty little club and the lack of trophies you're going to win.
1: Couldn't have, couldn't have said it better myself. Pretty much. Right, shall we roll into the second leg? I've got one more question for you, Costa. Shoot, go on. Would you have wanted to play Tottenham, given the fact that they don't have a son... Weren't in particularly good form. Were you? No, I think we would have lost. You think you would have, We would have lost. Yeah,
0: because we were so depleted, we would have hardly been able to to name it an eleven. We, wouldn't it, have it, we would have had to
1: put Ben White or Callum Chambers in number six. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> with Congo in a pivot. Yeah,
0: and then Lacazette number. Or just 4-4-2, Lacazette It would be a nightmare, to be fair. Yeah, clear. it wouldn't have been oh, good All in the past
1: now. I'm not sure when we're playing them, but I can't no. make it's going to be such a fiery game.
0: Yeah, hopefully we, we get the, the rearranged fixture lists out, out as soon as possible so that we can get the day booked out completely for
1: exactly, it. Exactly,
0: 100%. So, leading up to the second leg, we met up at mine and had a few pints at my house, didn't we, with our we mate Frank?
1: We started with a, a rum punch, a peach we did, rum. It was pineapple, wasn't it? Yeah, no worries. Yeah, pineapple.
0: <laughs> <laughs> one of the two. It was delicious.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've had a Cronenberg, and I've had uh, two Stellas. I think I had three
0: Stellas, because on. there's one Cronenberg left, off. and Frank's had a few, and then my dad's had, had a meeting, so he was upstairs while we were knocking down He's the down Meanwhile,
1: we're watching Ivory Coast against Algeria. And if
0: there was one positive from last night, it was the fact that Nicola Pepe Nico got a beautiful Pepe. assist, a and goal. Salt and pepper. Uh, massive from him. I mean, I just... You know it's so exciting when Pepe just cuts yeah. in and curls it, and yeah. you just <laughs> wish he did it more consistent
1: basis. On the side note, do you remember when Pepe signed and Troops thought he was so funny, and he just go, "So on Pepe, yeah." On Pepe. <laughs> I was like, the room was like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sort of half trying to laugh and yeah, crack on with just like, him just to right. you know feed the ego a little bit. Yeah. Absolutely, not that it needs any more feeding. Really yeah, right. so that would
0: be. I'm, I'm really liking the look of Ivory Coast actually. Yeah, good. They've like got a team. Alem, Korné the Goat. They've nice. got Zaha. They've got Pepe. Oh, fantastic. Um, Kessie in midfield What a little team Serge Aurier is the captain He's not so good only Dropper know. was back in business Oh my gosh they But would he take Ale's price? Place? They,
1: <laughs> I'm not sure he'd take it in place Not, not at, at this moment But I think back in the day uh, yeah, well, yeah, It's it just about obvious, obvious, it. you know, just, anyway. you know, Only slightly you know, yeah. There's
0: levels to this game Anyhow uh, I'd love it if Pepe came back to Arsenal With an AFCON medal in, in his in his back pocket That's That'd the dream. So yeah we, we watched Ivory Coast Algeria The three of us And then my dad came down mm. He joined us because me, Raph, and Dad went to the match together, and then that that was a laugh. That was that was nice to catch up with Frank as well. And we've gone to the to the pub. If I don't know if any local um, listeners know the swimmer, it's a lovely little little sure. pub called the Grafton Arms. Yeah, it's a West Ham fan. That. No, no, no. If you go to the quiz night on a Tuesday, the West, there's always a West Ham question in there, so you guarantee the point even if you feel stupid compared
1: yeah. to the spell. Yeah, it's, it's one of those where he goes up, like, plays at the London Stadium, and he goes, Come when you am, uh. <laughs> and <laughs> just feel like 57 people in there don't know. Yeah, well, they're there for the quiz and not the yeah. there for football. Which is you know, just know, kind of
0: not it. the way you should prioritise your
1: life. Absolutely not. Any, anyway, we had
0: a few more rounds at the summer, which was really nice, and then. We walked the dog, our dog, to my grandparents, which was about five, ten minutes away from the stadium, and then headed right in, and we got in there with about Very 20 early minutes, doors. Early and doors. we met this guy called Hassan who was sitting next to us, really nice guy from Wickham, man. lives in Wickham. If you're listening, I bet um, he is, why wouldn't he? Uh, listen, Hassan, if you're listening. Did you tell me about the pod? I forgot to, you know, actually. I was really Showing in a great tech. state of mind, too. Yeah. Um, but you know, he was a oh. lovely guy, and we were chatting along, and he was telling us that the last Arsenal game he'd been to was the 3-3 where Ozil scored he's one of his first ever chop shots mm. this was to put us 3-2 up before we then conceded again yeah. and uh, is it Martin Tyler on Sky Sports? and he's gone us well, well, walking, walking in into winter wonderland what a little and, moment and that
1: moment was just magnificent do you know what wasn't I've, Magnific, I've said, I've said magnificent guys. You know what so what I meant was magnificent? yep yeah. the sausage roll that I had before I <laughs> oh yeah it was it terrible it was dry as a dog's <laughs> bone alright you know how dry <laughs> they are don't you? you do so dry all right, really dry sausage roll. I put tried to put a load of mustard on, and it just it, all I could taste was mustard. I had actually ended up. It was the pastry, man. It was the pastry. <laughs> it um, looked disgusting. It wasn't right? a dusty knuckle thing. I forgot it to say was... we went for
0: another round inside the stadium, and Raf got himself a. I said to him, "Don't do it." He said, "I'm hungry, Harry." I said, "Don't do it." I said, Custard, I want a hot dog." I said, "Okay, you're gonna do it's it a you're roll, Harry. Harry. I've had to take the pastry it, Well, it up. might as well have been a hot dog. I'm,
1: I've ended up eating a sausage. And it's not very good sausage, no Cumberland. Um, it's not. You know when you get really good sausage, and it's even do you, you it? don't. Of... V- vegetarian, but well, um, oh, I remember. You back can in have a day. little bit of apple in a sausage, and it gives it so much substance. Bit of apple, really? A little bit. Of that. That's it it? I'm No, no. Try it. All right, come back to me. I have to take your word for it, mate. I mean, I just used to like Frankfurters. Was... Okay, well you're finished then. So let's just move on. Should we now. move
0: on? Sorry, guys. No, you don't really want to hear about sausages too much. I'm here to talk about. What I'm arsenal. saying is, don't
1: get it from the Emirates
0: well don't get anything from the Emirates it's all fair, just like fair. actually to be fair we were saying that if it funds Vlahovic then we're all I'm, not, I'm it, not complaining you know, take my money although from. that was pre-sourced drama yeah. <laughs> I'm not, not so sure yeah there's, it depends on how many goals he's going to score for us mm. anyhow that was pretty much the build up and we watched a bit of the warm up and then my dad strolled in about 10 minutes later because we, we left him to go into the house and he said hello to his parents for a bit and he strolled in about 10 minutes
1: later and then they had a little light show at the Emirates. Yeah. To be same, honest. The same as actually in the semi-final against Chelsea when we when we just about edged it. I was that when light. we
0: Chelsea about three times in space of a week? And yeah. We, I, I think about it in the Premier League game. We drew
1: 2-1-1. I think we drew 2-2 in the Premier League yeah. game and
0: Wilshere scored like a half volley off the yeah. post. That was brilliant. Yeah, Wilshire
1: scored and then Heckey scored scored. and scored. Heky B scored. In the
0: last minute, didn't he? No. Equalizer. No, no, no. No, B was... sco- no, no. no. I know Heckey B also scored at Stamford Bridge. Oh, my word. He scored two, he against, scored two. Chelsea. He against Chelsea. two. Yeah, he loves to go against Chelsea. He's a good player. Yeah, Heckey B's been in TV talking. He's been on
1: Ian Wright's podcast. Yeah, that's Wrighty the one. Time. Wrighty's
0: House or whatever it's called. Wrighty's House. I, I quite like listening to it every now and then. He's talking about how much he rates Tomiyasu and he's so happy that we're doing well. I kind of feel like he has to say that i mean he's still under our contract because only unknown no but, but i think he's i think, I think he's, he's i genuine. think he's a really
1: yeah. really solid man i I'm think honest. he's a cool guy nice I guy really really nice guy i like i think o he loves he arsenal and he i think he just needed a bit of time. i don't know why we're talking about hector bellerin but, but um... actually
0: just, just before we go on to the tactical section for last night's second leg on a side note if you haven't go to heck youtube channel and he, he's filmed his whole recovery from that knee, knee injury yeah. that he had and it's from a personal position, I really enjoyed it. And I think it's quite interesting if you've never had a big injury before to sort of see what it's like at the top level. But yeah, yeah. let's crack
1: on with the tactics for the second leg. Yeah, unfortunately, it doesn't get any more exciting than my sausage roll.
0: So let's quickly go through the tactics for last night's second leg. And it's not going to be too fresh or unique, the tactics that we're going to analyse here. It's start, some slight subtleties that are interesting, but overall, Liverpool played their standard 4-3-3 that they usually play. We played a 4-3-3, actually, which we've done a few times this season. We've seen Arteta flirt with it, but he's more often than not reverted back to the 4 3 one Both teams, I just want to point this out before I really delve into it all, played with a 4 3 and had the idea of playing out, building out. With possession in a 2 3 5, so two centre backs to six with two players either side of them and then a line of five up front. They did it much better than us, we really struggled to. So let's go into Arsenal first. So when we flirted with a 4 3 3 before this season, I was at Burnley away with Lowell at Turf Moor and we tried it there and Odegaard played as left number eight and Smith Rowe as a right number eight Mm. and I think it was so that when we transitioned into a double pivot, Smith Rowe could be the 10 and Odegaard could sit on his comfortable left side in the double pivot.
1: That working especially when we have so much possession so Odegaard in that pivot is almost like playing as a a number 10 slightly low.
0: Yeah exactly so it's kind of like three midfielders on three different lines but it is still Lakonga or Partey yeah. as it was at Burnley as the singular number six anyway we noticed that for the first time this season playing a 4-3-3 Odegaard was the right number eight and Smither was the left number eight which was strange and actually it was still worked out the same way it was Lekonga Odegaard as a double pivot when we pressed or when we uh, were sitting and Odegaard just did it on the right of a double pivot so it was interesting that Arteta was brave or just decided that he didn't need to be overly safe it was beforehand yeah. in, in this system so that was quite interesting to see and that was that was because usually the, the number eights are the other way around when we flirted with a 4-3-3 and that in turn that meant when we pressed in a 4-4-2 Smith-Rowe was the left um, striker and Lacazette was the right striker and then you had Laconga and Odegaard as eight so we pressed in a 4-4-2 as we usually do. I just wanted to also touch on with us that as I've already said we struggled to build out from the back and in our two-three-five formation that we tried to aim to get into my inkling why we, we, we couldn't get out well was because with Smith Rose the left number eight, he was holding the inside left channel, meaning that um, Martinelli had to hold the, the the wide left channel, which meant that the the left centre mid when we build out has to be the left back going in that in that position from left back and Tinny wasn't doing that. Yeah. It doesn't really have the ability to get on the ball in those areas and, and spray the ball around. Yeah. We're struggling there. And then as a result sometimes we hit these long diagonal
1: balls to Martinelli Ridiculous. or Saka who lost it it every time Saka. to
0: Robertson and Van Dijk for the second r-
1: ball because r- Saka's not going to win every ball game he won very little but even if it the best he can do is try and get a knock off but when yeah. you've got Van Dijk right behind him yeah, covering, just to clean sweep, mop everything, everything up
0: everything up yeah so that, that that was pr- basically my assessment. It was, I mean, it was a really flat game, guys. Both teams were pretty boring. Liverpool had a load more possession than us without really creating very many chances. Yeah. Liverpool weren't great on a day.
1: Like, no, they just had more of the they, ball than they us. They had more of the ball and they had two good chances and they managed to score them both. They weren't even... like I'd say the
0: first goal was a half chance and the second goal was just a ridiculous pass from Trent Adams, yeah. Arnold and a lovely little
1: deft finish from Johnson again. Yeah, actually reminds me, sadly, of at Dele Ali's goal in the Carabao oh in
0: the semi-final a few years ago yeah, yeah
1: I hated that I hated that was that. such a shit yeah. night
0: yeah so we we didn't really have much of the ball we didn't showcase us playing through the lines we have we didn't showcase many of the patterns that w- that we've used Lacazette was so isolated he hardly got a touch mm. on the ball I was quite disappointed in that but then there was a lack of us being able to get through the middle third or even get into the middle third of the pitch so really disappointing and yeah as we said Liverpool controlled the possession without creating too much but they played a really strong team again. It was, you know, the really only tr- player that came in was Cade was Gordon on the right wing. Yeah. And if we go into their tactics, again, they played a 4-3-3, they built out in a 2-3-5, and Cade Gordon held the width on the right, so the outside right channel, and Trent in that front five played like as an inside forward, but a bit deeper. So he was in the inside right channel. Yeah. And then in the three, where, in front of the two centre-backs, obviously Fabinho was a six, Henderson sat, so you had Henderson sitting, Trent ab- above Henderson and then the young boy so Gordon
1: good. on the right holding And I the thought width. Gordon was really good on a night. I think he yeah, held he, onto the ball well. He was actually a threat. He ran at players. He looked he looked secure, didn't he? He didn't look out of place Definitely not. Yeah. And you get that a lot with if you look at the likes of young players like Balogun who come into the Premier League games and you kind of they look a bit out of sorts, like they like yeah. physicality. I thought he did really well so physicality, touch,
0: sort of spatial awareness. He looked like he just fit into their system, yeah. which was really promising for them. And then, so that's how they rotated on the right side of the pitch. On the left side of the pitch, Jota, whereas Gordon held the width. Jota cut inside and occupied the left half space, but all, more more of a left forward than a left creator, like, yeah. like right. Um, as as like expected, Tremble because, because he's, course, the, yeah.
1: he's the he's their goal threat, and he's such a good finisher. Yeah, because
0: when also when Firmino drops in, he can run in beyond. Definitely. So he was doing that, and then it, there was a shared responsibility between Jones and Robertson to uh, for one of them to play and hold the width on the left, and for one of them to play to the left of Fabinho in the three in front of the two centre-halves in that 2-3-5 build-out. And they rotated that really nicely because as we spoke about earlier in the first leg tactics section, Jones is also a left winger as well as a left number eight. A bit like Coutinho in that mould where he can play in both zones of, that, yeah. of the pitch. And so it, it created a lot of confusion for us. And what it did was it Forced Tommy As to have his worst game in an Arsenal shirt, in my opinion. And I know he's come back from COVID, but not. I'm not really gonna um, give him too much stick. I just think it's an interesting point. They were so good. Sometimes Robertson would bomb down the line and drones the whole ground while shotter cut in. Sometimes. Jones would overlap Jota and Robertson would be comfortable enough on the ball. Yeah. Unlike Tierney, crucially, who I think contrasting was a tactical to- cog that was yeah. missing.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think contrasting to Tierney, where you see that his touch is always a bit off. Tommy, Asu, it wasn't like that. Where like no, he no. seemed off. It's just he seemed like he was a bit out of sorts and in ground jewels for but the
0: first time for ages. Because we know he will be always wins his aerial jewels, but this is the first time I've really seen somebody zip past him a few times in a 1v1 on the ground because like Jota did what Sterling couldn't do mm. especially for his first goal he he turned Tomiyasu he wriggled yeah. past him Little got away from him in 1v1 but anyway I thought their left side rotation between Jota Robertson and Jones is what won the game I thought it was it was fantastic on the night it's what created them I, well, I know Trent's ping was, was beautiful but I thought that, that triangular rotation was their most constant threat throughout the match and we saw that in the first goal where Jota cuts in and I can't remember exactly who, but one of them would have overlapped and one of them would have been just to the left of Fabinho in that passage of play. Yeah. Um, and then there was a moment of beautiful individual quality from both Trent and, and Jota for the second goal. Yeah, and I think.
1: I felt like a mug as well because they've called it offside and I've, I've called them all, yeah, all the scouts of swankers. So I've done and everything. Giving them the, yeah. the middle finger and giving yeah. it the big one. And who are, both yeah. Just, all,
0: I've but sort but of, after me and Raf done that simultaneously, I've just <laughs> had a look behind at my dad and he's gone.
1: Yeah, it was definitely onside. <laughs> yeah. sure
0: like and as soon as get. and
1: as soon as they take a long time in VAR, you, you need, just you know, know you that just you're know. finished. And yeah, essentially,
0: two really flat games. We were outstanding in the first one to be able to low block and counter. In the second one, we were really poor. I mean, as I said, only four of our starting eleven had trained more than once this week. We obviously thrown. Wh- All we had and whatever we had together last minute and tried our best and it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. Really disappointing, but we didn't get blown away. They just took two, Jota scored two really nice goals and it was quite comfortable for them.
1: I don't really think they look like they got out of third gear, to be honest, which is quite depressing. Yeah, it is depressing. What your dad was saying yesterday, which is really true, is that, yeah, we didn't get smashed, but we weren't smashed a couple of years ago by Liverpool and City, where we kind of got into these 1-0 really drooling matches where they kind of just kind of always had control of the ball and we yeah. didn't look like a threat and we yeah. don't want to get back into that trend where we're just like habit, trying yeah. not to lose yeah. and we want to play as we did at the Emirates yeah. against City where we play and we see what happens
0: I think we just got to get our squad back fit mm. and then try and push on it's good, very important to get a result against Burnley on yeah. Sunday just to try and get, get, our- get, get us to a point where we're going to have players back in two weeks for the game away at Wolves definitely, and then kick on from there I'm going to be asking you for player ratings this week and mm. it's we slightly differently considering this is a new format for an episode double legged game yeah. so I'm going to ask you for both teams best three players over the two legs and I'm going to ask you for
1: both teams worst two players over both legs righto so you can do it in whatever order you like well I think straight off the bat best three level players you can't ignore Jota he scored two goals He's for sure he's won the tie he also got Xhaka uh, a red in the first leg yeah which, decisive
0: player in 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 the outcome of the tie.
1: Most definitely, uh, really clinical, and he's such a good player. Always a throw against us. His goal record is unbelievable. Game. Yeah, it's, really it is, it's depressing, isn't it? Yeah, even for Wolves, it's as kind, as kind well. of kind of that Harry Kane, Didier Drogba equation. Yeah, every game, you know, he's going to he score. Assist is a problem. Absolutely. Then I'd also give it to Trent. Okay, uh, for the assist. Lovely little pings. He's always in control of the ball, and he's just such he's a, a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful player. little player. He's. Unbe- I just. He's one of my favourite players in the world. Mm. He really is. Yeah. Third player he's maybe gone under the radar, but I just think they had us in midfield over, over both legs, and I think Fabinho is always a big part of that. I think. Okay, no, one I. One of the I best CDMs in the league. I wasn't. And gonna, in the world, sorry.
0: I I I would disagree with that third one actually. I no think worries. Lacazette pinned him quite well in the first leg, mm-hmm. and he wasn't spring, breaking the lines well enough in the first leg, and I thought Lacazette like did a job on him. I think. Who, in their midfield who made the most difference to break us up in both legs when he came on in the first leg and for the His whole chance. of that second leg was Curtis Jones especially last night at the Emirates the amount of times he was dribbling through our team and down the left wing there was a point where he he ran himself into trouble did a nutmeg and played it back and He's, me and Ubers both went
1: this guy's really underrated he just, he just is so good but yeah. I just think in that second leg where you've got that big presence who's just like never has a bad touch and it's just kind Could of that be, relenting it's like Fernandinho, well, like it it every time he gets the ball, it's, it's, it's a spot. Like, and, so and it's a down quick pass, you set pace. the tempo, he sets the game. And I okay, think...
0: I, to be honest, I, I understand where you're coming from. I would have gone Jones, but I think it's fair,
1: either, mm. either or. Most definitely. Uh, top Arsenal players always lacquer i thought he was so good in that first game worked but he didn't really... have he didn't have he uh, wasn't good I don't know. he wasn't good last night it's, tr- it's tricky. it was a bit of i don't know if he wasn't who... good and we didn't he didn't or he didn't get any service but who was good last night yeah point so i think you can basically only look at it through the first leg yeah
0: yes
1: and then in, in which case i give it to lacquer worked really hard his touch was impeccable uh, good fair enough actually. as always uh i'm also going to give one to bukayo just yeah, for that first leg. He yeah was so good. good. As was Martinelli. As was Martinelli. You could give it to either of them, but I think in that first leg, Saka was. He had a really good Saka,
0: because when we got the ball, sometimes Saka would at least try and drive, and whenever Martinelli got the ball, usually he just pinged it long, which is fine. It was That was a tactic. Um, I, I'd have both of them in my top two. I think I then, would, as well, I was about to say. But then I think you can't ignore Ben White. I'm going to allow you four, because Ben White can't be ignored for that first leg. Ben White can't be ignored. No. Man of the match performance, I'm he's laughed at, at me and me. No, yeah. what more
1: can you ask for? Not much. Worst player for the Arsenal Is Kieran Tierney <laughs> It has to be it's, it's a bit of a classic it's, it's, it's And it's original, Because I really like him And he's he I love works, his character He I works love hard his... But it's just is the relenting Every touch he gets Just kind of Hitting it as hard as yeah. he can And you yeah. get those Dinosaurs it kills, it Yeah kills, that's all we want Yeah, yeah and it's, it's
0: so ancient It kills any momentum Or Pattern of play That you have and it's frustrating because he's so good in the final third at crossing and he's a very good 1v1 defender. He's
1: just not very technical. In between. In between. And in. I think against Liverpool, we didn't have many chances where he's gone up the left and sp- spun yeah. the ball in. Yeah, I so agree. So we can't give him that credit because he hasn't done it. Yeah, I agree. And worst player for Liverpool over the tie? was there one? I can't, Maybe Minamino for missing well. the open goal? I was, I was goal. about to say Minamino because yeah. he could have got them a really important one to win. Right, okay. Mikel over both legs tactically. At 10? I don't know, cause it, but I think in the first leg, I'd give him a 9. I'd give him a 10 in the first leg. Outstanding. On. In the second leg... 6. 5. 5, 6. I think 5 is as flat as it comes, because it's just a flat game. Yeah, yeah. Flat
0: performance. So are we going 6.57 overall?
1: 6.57. i give him a 7. Yeah, it's okay, fair enough. enough. Alrighty, time for the quiz. I'm going to be asking Harry the questions, three questions let's get straight to it let's get to it just to remind
0: you guys Lowell who Raf is representing is 6-3 up in this section of the quiz
1: mm. I, think, I think I'm think i Owen 2 but that's cool um, hopefully I can do a job for Lowell this week let's see if you can okay first question who put Arsenal ahead in their 5-1 defeat at Liverpool last season an easy one to start off was that last season?
0: yes I swear that was the year where, we, where it was Maitland-Iles and it was Emery was in charge in that dark blue. It game. may well
1: be, but either way, <laughs> right? Okay. I'm off to a flyer. <laughs> cool. Next question. Number two, a little bit harder. This one: which German player was sent off in Liverpool's four-one defeat to Arsenal in two thousand and fifteen? Nice. Um, all right, I've got I've got the only person I can think of. Mm, it's slim pickings. Third question. Who scored the winning goal in the 1971 FA Cup final between Liverpool and Arsenal? See, now I really should know this, shouldn't I? But this is disgraceful, actually. Are you going to kick it, yourself?
0: It, it, I think I know it. I think... Right, right have I'm, you got I'm, something down? Yeah, I have. Fantastic. And I'm going to come out like an idiot.
1: So what was your first question? What was your first answer? No, it was Unreal. That's one point.
0: Second? Uh, Emery Chan. Two for two. And who have you gone for the third? Is it Charlie George? It was indeed. Oh, it's massive. Three for three.
1: three, three. You pegged it you back to, to six of, six in the quiz. I think of when he's kind of laid lying Yeah, yeah, laid on the, the floor. He's yeah. got to look up and he's like, oh, no one's come. And I'm yeah. Like, I'm not. Um, I was <laughs> going to oh, say. Oh, legend, though, Charlie well, George. He 70, does, he does 70, the Arsenal tour.
0: Fun um, little fact for you guys outside our family toilet bathroom at home, we have a 1971 double winning kit, away kit, the yellow kit that mm. this season's away kits based off by the way Fantastic. um, framed and signed by all the players of that season that my dad bought in an auction just so that when he's on the loo or when I'm on the loo reading paper or whatever you do you you could just have a little look especially for my dad and just reminisce of the times that we won the Dublin 71 (sighs) Charlie George was at the helm one of these days doing it all and actually I remember my, my um, my clue to myself for that was I remember the celebration and I remember an interview Smith Rowe did a couple of years ago talking about how he wants to do that at Wembley one day. I've, I've
1: actually I I talked to Charlie George when I did the Arsenal tour. Really, and I've made an absolute fool of <laughs> myself because what you I'm, done, man? I'm about I'm about nine and and <laughs> it's, it's it's a Saturday morning and I'm thinking oh, I can't wait for the Arsenal Newcastle later. Yeah, <laughs> and I've and I've gone to him like Charlie, what do you know what time the game is tomorrow? And he's like. That's tomorrow, lad. And, uh, I'm sorry, I'm absolutely butchered. <laughs> butchered that. This. You mean what time the game was said, today? What? Yeah, and it was tomorrow. And I felt, I felt I went very wet, as people know. I yeah. Am. Tomorrow. Bright like a tomorrow. Yeah. Desperately sad for me. Yeah. When That's I'm interesting. A... I got Perry Groves on my tour when I was younger. Do you really? Yeah. I heard Lee Dixon is doing it now.
0: And just to end, guys, we're going to do a midweek PL roundup the games that were played on Tuesday and Wednesday as we played in midweek so on Tuesday night we had Brighton Chelsea Brighton nicking another two points in fact you say nicking they some, they batter Chelsea in both games as so, they
1: tend to do so really and truly Chelsea have nicked two Absolutely. points Brighton yeah. this season I mean Brighton it, outstanding such in a games. good team to watch yeah. Graham has done an amazing job excellent tactical manager I really just enjoy just glad that Chelsea sides. are pretty much out and of you the know if we win us. our games and, and
0: I don't want yeah. to speak, about, speak like this because I don't like speaking like this because you have to actually win your games in hand but from a completely
1: mathematical theoretical perspective,
0: if we win our games in hand, we're level on points with Chelsea now. Yeah, which is crazy to think. It's after, so crazy.
1: And if you if you remember the when we lost two 0 at the Emirates, how kind of easy it was for them and yeah, kinda used of that, that us gap over and there still is gonna be a gap. But um, Of course there is, but it's sometimes re- it's
0: reassuring and it's sometimes issues can mean that the gaps are papered over because the gap so the gap was so big that it couldn't be papered over, but now the gap's sort of decreased by half, you know contextual things that can happen throughout a season can paper over those gaps which means we could finish level or above them and are Chelsea, very close our Chelsea
1: now in a f- top four scrap I think the game where
0: Danny Welbert scores the equaliser at Stamford Bridge knocks them out the title race this game on Tuesday night puts them in a top four race you know they were, nice. they were I think you know they could finish outside the top four
1: I, I think they will get there but they are in a conversation to they miss are in out a conversation. It's make it more for the exciting. champions of Europe to miss out on, uh, in Champions League next season would be crazy it'd be unbelievable you know it wouldn't be the first
0: time would it yeah. but you know Chelsea. What well, they finished sixth? Sixth the year they won the Champions League. Yeah, for the first no, time.
1: but it was. I think it was eighth or something. Blimey, Even honestly, it But it was. Weak, it was actually th- It was club. unbelievable though because Tottenham had finished fourth. For the Yeah, it was so good. And they got knocked down. And they changed that rule season after. Yeah, never happened again. Yeah, so Spursy. So good
0: start to the week, but and then it all went downhill. It all went downhill because down, the next yeah. night. I mean, I had a twelve-hour shift, so I wasn't watching the games, and I was so tired. And then I got two alert after I already know that Brentford had played really well and still managed yeah. to lose to United which is something that has, hasn't happened for a while and it was so typical of them last year to be, get outplayed but still somehow win through individual moments or on the counter-attack so that basically sums up the United game
1: yeah and I was I was watching uh, I mean you look at 60-70 minutes you're really hopeful that Brentford can nick something and that Leicester will hold on to their win or at least get a draw because the draw is a decent result for us you've got to remember that Leicester are also a competitor for the top four I don't think they'll make it no. but a draw for both for both Leicester and Tottenham wouldn't, would be a really good result for Arsenal yeah. and I've I've been madison has been so good all season he, he gets a really good goal really good team goal actually even if they're I think I think gonna... should
0: start considering for the England squad I think Most he's definitely. outperforming Grealish I think he's outperforming Mason Mount this season mm. I
1: And mean, then it's 95th minute or so 94th minute and I'm watching it and the TV bugs out it takes me a couple minutes to come back and I was telling Harry, I looked at my phone and I was like, oh, Tottenham scored. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, gutting, it's, but it's no. gutting, but what can you do? It's still a point. It's not a bad result for Arsenal. I mean, I look up and it's 3-2. Yeah, it's, it's just, uh, um, I was
0: fuming. I just, I I did watch the highlights because I, I needed to. but I, I didn't f- that evening I went in the morning to watch it it hurt my my dad texted me straight away going just like red face emoji red face yeah. emoji we livid. were all so livid because that now puts them in trajectory to go above Chelsea with their games in hand yeah. but luckily it's Chelsea Spurs this Sunday you've got so to hope for a Chelsea win there. yeah Chelsea win there's needed but I mean my dad was saying to be fair Spurs had two goal line clearances saved by there by Brighton and by the, um, the young left back Luke Thomas and also Kane at the post a few times so Spurs had a few they chances they did not deserve to win but it's still it it's just, just the place. way it happened when you were Bird losing in the, the little, last minute Yeah, prick and, yeah. Yeah, and they want to sell him as well and he's gone And he... but Dad said he yeah. came on and he looked like mm, like a mentalist like he was so angry was so, about was, something he so, obviously he had well, a point to prove
1: a, he has a point to prove but also he's he, kind of, he, he dived in the 94th minute and then... Oh, soyonchi has been like, get up. And then he's like pushed him to the ground. And he's like, yeah. acted like a child. And, then, he, and some, then he's somehow, gone and scored two, which is very which makes
0: to look like a mug, how, how times can change within mm. two minutes, right? In football, it's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, hopefully Chelsea beats Spurs. We win on, on Sunday and we start to look like we're going to sneak into that top four. Most definitely. That's what we really got to push for now this season, isn't it? Because we don't have any cup. We're the only team going for the top four that don't have any cup competition to worry about. So we really gotta just take it three points by three points and try and be as focused and together once we get our squad back. (laughs) Thank you guys for tuning in to this instalment of the Left on Red podcast. Unfortunately, we won't be going to Wembley on the 27th of February this year, and we will be going a season trophy list, but I have a lot of faith that we can really kick on and finish in the top four and bring back those Champions League European Knights, the Emirates, next season. Thank you so much to Raf again for for stepping in. He's essentially a third member now. We love having him on the podcast. And Lowe will be back in the studio for Sunday's game where we really need a 3 points against Burnley.
1: Take care, guys. It's been a pleasure.